0: Welcome to Benny's Grab Bag Podcast. Today's episode is a story. It is a story about trolls. It is called Of Petrifying Trolls. And uh, it's all, you know, magic-y and fun and stuff. So, enjoy. You ever open your front door at 2 o'clock in the morning to find two enormous trolls standing there, weeping softly? Yeah, it was a first for me, too. The one on my left was small, just over seven feet if I had to guess. She wore what most female trolls wear, galoshes, nicely pressed slacks, a button-up shirt, and beautifully handcrafted jewelry that proudly displayed the skulls of her first few kills, complete with their names printed neatly across the forehead. The big male on the right was also dressed traditionally in the manner of male trolls. He sported a leather kilt made from the hide of his first kill and nothing else. That wasn't pretty. Through tears the size of my fist, the troll lady explained that they came to my home because someone had murdered her husband. I was a little bit distracted by the sound of her tears splatting on my front steps. I looked down in spite of myself just to see the cement was indeed cracking. Great. I just bought this house. My wife was going to be annoyed. I offered my condolences to the female troll and I asked her her name. She told me that her name was Agonizing Skullcrack, but that her victims called her Aggie. I decided that I would not call her Aggie. I turned to the big troll on my right and asked him what his name was and what his relation was to Mrs. Skullcrack. He replied through his own tears that his name was Shattering Skullcrack and that he was in fact, Mrs. Skullcrack's husband and that his victims called him Shat. I had to let that sink in for a moment, pondering what was stranger, that the murder victim was present and very obviously not dead. Or the odd way that his nickname made me think that he probably had a crappy personality. <laughs> Shat. <laughs> so, anyway, I said, Forgive my apparent slowness, but what makes you think that Mr. Skullcrack has been murdered? Aggie wailed loudly, so I looked to her not dead husband. Shat pulled himself together somewhat and looked around as though searching for something. I watched with more depression then dread as he punched a hole through my exterior bathroom wall turning back to my doorway he blew his nose into what could only be my bath towel the one that sported a picture of a certain famous gray cartoon rabbit my depression deepened because i really liked that towel he handed it to his wife who began dabbing at her eyes and then told me his story shat was walking down the almost an alley behind muck's sports pub when he stubbed his toe on a witch she of course splattered onto the side of the building naturally shat thought hey free lunch but he was wrong because the witch in question unsplattered herself and then became in his words unnecessarily angry he paused in such a way that i felt that i had to offer some kind of response so i said I understand that witches are famous for being annoyed by an accidental splattering. He nodded woefully and carried on. The witch pointed at him and said something that sounded vaguely menacing, and then his toes felt funny. Funny here means that they didn't feel at all because they had turned to stone. He pointed down, and I took a closer look at his giant feet. He lifted one, and it rose stiffly in the air, and looked exactly like a troll foot would if it was made of stone. I carefully pointed out that it seemed like more than his toes were turned to stone. At this, Aggie wailed louder. Well, I say it was a whale. It really sounded more like a blood curdling moo, but it was a sad moo all the same. Somewhere between the sounds of her grief, I was able to piece together that it was spreading and that her shmoopsy was turning to stone. She blew her nose into my bath towel, noticing me wince at the treatment of my gray cartoon rabbit. She held it out to me. It was dripping and the bunny looked horrified. Ugh! How can I help? I asked gently taking my towel from Aggie and making a mental note to burn it as soon as humanly possible. Because you see, troll germs are very dangerous and they usually have teeth. Aggie said she wanted me to stop the petrification process. Shat said that he wanted me to kill the witch. Now, I know what most of you are probably thinking. What's for dinner tomorrow? I don't know yet. I'm thinking something meaty. Others, on the other hand, may be wondering who or what am I that trolls would come to me for help in dealing with something that they could not kill. And that's a good question. I haven't figured that out yet. But back to the trolls. And I said to them, I don't have the means to stop the petrification process at the moment. It will be much simpler just to find the witch and ask her nicely to reverse her spell. Where did you last see her and what color was her hair? Shat told me that she flew away toward the buffet and that her hair was orange. Like a, like a, come on, Shat. It was like a thing that's a mixture of brown and pink. This is what Shat said. Orange. Orange. A mixture of brown and pink trolls are terrible with colors in truth trolls are pretty terrible with thinking in general my guess is that the witch's hair was actually purple not because orange equals purple but because i know of four witches in town two live near bird park one lives by the wastewater treatment plant and one lives in the woods next to the buffet which buffet you might ask the high school buffet is troll slang for high school trolls love to eat high school students which is why curfews are important just saying the witch who lives near the high school has purple hair her name is Rasputa and she's a jerk she's a she she's a jerk we don't get along Rasputa is also a flyer unlike the other three witches I had no doubt that she was the witch in question Partly because of the flying thing and partly because if something bad was happening anywhere in the vicinity of my life, it's a pretty safe bet that Rasputa was involved. I already hated this job. So I told Mr. and Mrs. Skullcrack, I will track down the witch and convince her to reverse the petrification spell that she put on Mr. Skullcrack. In return, all I ask is that you stop crying on my porch. Take your husband home, Mrs. Skullcrack. You know I... You will know I have succeeded when Mr. Skullcrack feels like his feet are waking up. Fair warning, it will not feel pleasant. The Skullcracks stomped away, and I formulated my plan while I burned my gray bunny towel. I then grabbed a fire extinguisher and headed out to find Resputa. I made my way through the woods near the high school. Well, near the buffet. I knew Rasputa was around here somewhere, in part because I could smell the decay of her stupid face, and in part because she was standing directly in front of me. Rasputa, I said by way of greeting. Pig nipple, Rasputa replied. What a jerk. I understand you were introduced to Mr. Skullcrack earlier this evening, I said. He and his wife have asked that I appeal to your better nature and ask you to kindly unpetrify his foot. Rasputa agreed that my request was completely reasonable, but for one small problem. Apparently, she recently cooked and ate her better nature. She then explained to me in lurid detail how not only would she not unpetrify Shat, but that she needed to excuse herself because I interrupted her gathering ingredients for a new spell that she was working on. It seemed she was intending to train some pigeons to twice daily desecrate the two new troll statues that were soon to be part of Tecumseh's art walk. I frowned. Two troll statues. I had to ask. You petrified another troll? Rasputa said yes and no. The spell that she cast on chat was contagious. Anyone within six feet of him would be petrified as well. Rasputa's hideous features twisted into what I can only guess was supposed to be his smile. Or maybe gas. She did this stupid baby voice thing that she does when she thinks she's being cute. And she said that she hoped I didn't get terribly close to the skull cracks. Otherwise there would be a statue of a stupid human as well. And she would need extra ingredients for her pigeon poop spell. And it was at that moment that I realized I couldn't feel my toes. (sighs) She really is a jerk. It's okay, I came prepared. Rasputa, I said, do you really want to start this fight? I let you off easy last time. I don't think I will this time. She cackled in an ugly manner and said that last time I had her at a disadvantage, which makes sense because our last exchange was in the middle of Apple Lincoln Festival when I stopped her from turning a little girl into a candle. It's a long story. Anyway, back to stupid face Rasputa. What's she going on about? Oh, oh yeah. How she only gave in because she couldn't have the public knowing she was a witch. This time though, there's no witnesses, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> just exactly what i'm looking for so you finally admit i say that you are the one who cast the spell that made the deer population of tecumseh semi-intelligent and overtly militant and it is your fault that they are trying to destroy the bees by eating all of the flowers in people's yards and you're the reason they are constantly going kamikaze on the traffic enthusiastically! You have no idea what I have in store for this town! The deer are just the beginning! There's so much more coming! I realize I sound ridiculous trying to talk like her. I promise her dumb voice is even worse. Time to poke the bear! I shrugged and I said, I'm not convinced, Rasputa. I don't think you really are a witch. I think my toes just fell asleep and my shoes and the skull cracks are just confused poor things i think that you are nothing more than a mean ugly angry hateful spiteful wretched human being i'm sorry i wasted your time i'll go back to the Skullcracks and let them know that there's nothing to worry about your only magic lies in people being stupid enough to believe that you may actually be capable of magic rasputa stared at me in shock i i think it was shock Once again, it could have been gas, I don't know. It's hard to tell through the oily skin, the pimply lips, the rotting teeth. Ugh! Are you serious? she asked. Of course I am. I'm going home, to bed. Oh, sorry. I'll let the trolls know that you're no threat. Your magic couldn't set fire to a match, let alone turn trolls to stone. Good night. I turned and began to walk away rather nasty fireball shot past my head and ignited a bush in front of me couldn't set fire to a match huh rasputa said behind me i put the bush out with my fire extinguisher and turned back around congratulations you burnt a bush i'm sorry i doubted your magic you truly are a witch just you no not a very good one rasputa got uglier which i didn't know that was possible and taller and that was new flames leapt from her fingertips and lit up the woods around us foolish mortal i am the greatest witch no one can contend with me i will burn this entire town to the ground before i let you besmirch my power the angry witch shrieked i have to admit her magic was impressive watching her standing there surrounded by fire and fury i was able to see every detail of her enraged face and i reached an inevitable conclusion she really is a jerk which made what i was about to do all the more satisfying calmly i pointed my extinguisher and doused her from head to toe the flames went out the woods went quiet and it was dark again and there was a bit of quiet sputtering before Rasputin spoke and said i'm going to destroy you i mean you know whatever she sounded stupid you could i said but if you do I won't have any way to prevent the video that I just recorded of your confession and the glorious ensuing proof of your witchiness from being sent out to all of the area news stations. What? You're bluffing! Rasputa sounded panicked and a little bit like she had an accent maybe. I don't know. Probably because witches who threaten arson and murder really don't do well under the public scrutiny of small towns. Just saying. Even less so when brought to the attention of the supernatural authorities charged with keeping magic a secret. And I just happened to have their phone number. No bluff here, I said. I live-streamed your whole tantrum and it's scheduled to go public tomorrow morning at 7 a.m. with all appropriate social postings. I don't need to share it, though. All you need to do is reverse the petrification spell on me and the skull cracks and we can all carry on about our business. Rasputa didn't answer. Instead, she muttered something quiet, and immediately the feeling came back to my toes. Much better. Pleasure doing business with you, Respu, to have a horrible night. With that, I headed back home to take a nap before starting the repair work on my bathroom wall, which a certain troll named Shattering Skullcrack had recently punched a hole through. Shit. <laughs> Still funny. Well, there you have it, the story of petrifying trolls and a stupid witch named Rasputa. I hope you liked it. If you did, give it a thumbs up, give it a heart, give it a follow, give it a comment. Visit BenjaminJNichols.com and let me know what's going on in your life. I haven't talked to you in a while. Share with me. Tell me. What's up? How are you doing? Are you excited that the pandemic seems to be winding down? Because I sure am. Regardless, if you like this episode or any of the other episodes, then please feel free to share them. Share them with anybody you know and share them with everybody you don't know because I would think that was cool. And that's fun. So until next time, this is Benjamin J. Nichols. Peace, love, and... Hmm. Ice cream cones? Maybe ice cream cones. Yeah, ice cream cones. Like vanilla soft serve in a cake cone. I mean, just like the classic, you know? I know it's boring, but... It just hits the spot. So, yeah. Okay, bye.